the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses. And I make the emphasis on all small businesses because some people believe you have to be a black business to be a part of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. That's not true. But we help all businesses. We help them start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose. And you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. My guest today is Santa Clara County Board of Supervisor District 3, Mr. Dave Cortezzi. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, Carl. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, this is a very important time and, uh, you know, elections coming up, Dave. And, uh, you know, I want our audience to hear not only what you're going to be running for, state uh, senator, but also how does that process work? But before we dive into that, Dave has been on the show before, so those of you, so we don't spend time on Dave's background too much, Dave did a wonderful interview on our podcast, and this is a wonderful promotion for our podcast. If you go out to blackchamber.com and hit radio, you can see a previous interview I did with Dave where he did an extensive background on himself. So Dave, you can say whatever you like about your background for this audience, but I want to drive them to that podcast to learn more about you because I want to dive into our subjects today. What do you want to say about yourself today, Dave? Well, you know, first of all, I want to thank the listeners um, for giving me the opportunity to to serve in public service. Um, as you know, Carl, you and I go back a long way. Um, I I come out of a business background originally. I, I didn't do the thing where I got out of college and went directly into, you know, being a staffer or an intern on Capitol Hill. A lot of a lot of my colleagues have done that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I actually came out of a business career and business background, and you know, decided to run. Uh, I was on a school board for eight years, and then, mm-hmm. you know, while I was doing business, and then I, um, I ran for city council in San Jose, which unlike unlike the smaller cities, um, San Jose is a real full time job when you're on the city council. It's about sixty hours a week or more. Mm-hmm. And in the 11 years on the Board of Supervisors since 2008 has just been a, a wonderful experience for me. You know, the opportunity to do public services is a unique opportunity 
not that many people get to do it in the way I do, and I'm just very grateful to the voters for having supported me this far. Well, you know, I love the way you frame that. Uh, when people think about a political career, it, it probably, and you can speak to it better than anybody else, Dave, it probably starts off where maybe you're not thinking of a political career. You're like, I just want to help out in this issue, and I want to just help out at this city. And then the next thing you know, I'm, well, I want to help the county. And now you're going to take your heart as a public servant to go and help the state. So tell us a little bit about that, Dave. Yeah, that's exactly right, Carl. You know, like a lot of business people and people that are just involved in the community through volunteerism, you know, I I was doing all that. Uh, Going back, I'll date myself a little bit, but going back uh, into the 80s and 90s, you know, I was a business person who was just involved in all kinds of things from, you know, the Rotary Club to um, nonprofit organizations like the Boys and Girls Club and the the why and all these things, people that needed help. And then I decided, what if I was elected to the school board and I could help some of the kids who grew up on the east side with me, you know, some of those same kids nowadays having the same kind of challenges, I think I I might have a little insight, you know, into how to help. Mm -hmm. It's all about helping at that point. But, you know, when when I did vote, positively in favor of something that really helped high school kids when I was on the school board. I felt like I was helping 25,000 kids in the snap of a finger. And, mm-hmm. and, and then I went to City Hall, and sure, there's a lot of give and take and back and forth, but when we got something good done, I, it felt so wonderful to be helping a million people, mm. which is you know the population of the city. And, and then to the county where... It was 2 million people, mm. and I've certainly had the opportunity, as you know, in various ways, whether it's you know, through supporting business chambers or, or nonprofit organizations or just good work in the community. We get to do that at the county um, for 2 million people. So to go to the state senate and be able to continue to help people, but on the scale of 40 million people in the state of California – which includes my county, right? Includes San Jose, includes Santa Clara County, but I get to help, you know, the other 38 million people in the state at the same time. Uh, I just, I just sense that that's going to feel good in that I, I have the background and experience to do that now. Man, I am so excited, Dave, that, uh, you know, that sort of timeline you laid out is so, uh, and you spoke prophetically that you are going to help uh, another 40 million folks in California. So we're going to speak very positive of that. How is that going to go down, though, as far as the election process? I mean, there are a lot of people who may hear the show are not really familiar with, you know, how does someone become a state senator? What is that? The voting process, primary, and then the elections. Can you explain that, Dave? Yes. uh, If you're already a registered voter, you should have a ballot that is on your kitchen table somewhere <laughs> in your house <laughs> because those were mailed out a couple of weeks ago for the March 3rd primary. That's the same primary election where people will be, you know, voting for the first round of decisions on president. Um, and Tuesday is what we call election day, but it's really kind of the end of a, of a 30 day election process that started when they mailed the ballots out of, a couple weeks back. So um, that process is ongoing right now. If you're a listener and you're thinking, you know, 
I've always wanted to vote, but I never registered. And I kind of like, I'd kind of like to weigh in on this presidential thing. Um, you can still register. You can register right now and um, go online to S. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, S C C. Um, SC, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get that. I'll get that for you. But it's sccgov.org is the main website. But that'll take you to the Registrar of Voters, and um, you know, or just call an office like my office, which is 408-299-5030. And just as a constituent service, that's my county office. That's not mm-hmm. a campaign office. But they'll help you get registered, whatever party affiliation you want. You know, you get to vote for whoever you want to. You get to do that now, right up to election day. So. Um, what happens after that is the top two people in the Senate races, like mine, um, go on to a runoff in November to the general election, which is also the final presidential election, uh, the first Tuesday in November. So there's really two rounds. This round that's coming up this Tuesday, which narrows the field down in California to the top two in each category. And then in November, those top two run off kind of like a, a tournament for, for those people who are <laughs> you know, involved with sports, um, very similar kind of a layout, um, except it goes by votes, not by you know points or, or home runs. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, yeah, you know, so that's, that's the deal. And, and if you do register, if you have mm-hmm. a ballot, you'll see my name under Senate district 15, uh, most likely, if you live in San Jose, Cupertino, Campbell, Saratoga, Los Gatos, or Montesorino, it's a big district. There's a million people in the district, literally. Yeah, and it's funny you were to say that, Dave, and I thank you for even sharing that because, you know, uh, people need to know how to get involved. And, you know, because people lead very, very busy lives and they may not be studying this, but you've sort of laid it out that they could register up until the time to vote. And that, um, but that's interesting to me about, and you may have data on this. What do you think the percentages are about people voting? And let's say the primary, not the big general one, but in primaries of the people who are eligible to vote, what type of percentages do you think that people vote? How many people vote? That's a great question, Carl. People who consider themselves to be experts, like the Registrar of Voters, for example, seem to be predicting about a 60% turnout for the primary and then a much, much higher turnout in November, you know, when the presidential election, of course, is going to be Trump against somebody and Mm -hmm. there's just a feeling that's going to draw a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's November. And and right now, people in the primary, they they only vote within their party. So the Democrats vote for Democratic candidates, Republicans vote for Republican, so to speak. Most of the ballots... The, the type of ballot you get is depending on whether you have a party affiliation or not. That said, 60%, let me just put it in perspective. I said there's a million people in the Senate district that I'm running in, Senate District 15. Mm-hmm. Of the million people, about a half a million are registered to vote. Now, remember, a million people includes kids under 18. So, you know, half half of the population being registered to vote is is probably reasonable. Mm -hmm. So if we have 500,000 people who are registered in Senate District 15, I'm rounding up a little bit, Mm -hmm. 60% of that means about 300,000 people will vote by Tuesday, by March 3rd. Midnight March 3rd is the deadline. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you do have a ballot and you're a procrastinator, as long as you get that thing postmarked by Tuesday, 
um, it's good. That's another new new change mm-hmm. in the law. They used to say you had to have it physically in by Tuesday. Now it just has to have that postmark on it, and, and you're okay. Um, but 300,000 people in a Senate district, um, that's mostly San Jose. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of people to reach if you're a candidate. It's a lot of people to encourage to vote if you're just... Um, civic-minded like you are, Carl, and you're mm-hmm. trying to use you know radio shows and other things to get people to go out and vote. I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is. We're going to pause for this cause. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley. Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. And see how we help Bay Area communities. And now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Uh, we took five. Uh, that was a wonderful break. I have my guest today is Mr. Dave Cortezzi, Santa Clara County Board of Supervisor, District 3, who's uh, trying to talk to us about how he can become a state senator and help us even more. Dave, uh, I'm so thankful that you're on the show. And and we stopped in the first half about you were talking about people voting and how important it is. And one thing that you were saying, you were talking about some possible numbers and how it worked. If 300,000 voters voted and if you got over half the votes, Dave, would that cancel that runoff? Uh, We wouldn't have to have a runoff in November. No, not for the state races, and that's kind of confusing um, because it used to be that if you got 50% plus one mm-hmm. in the primary, then the race was over. You didn't even have to run in November. Mm-hmm. You'd be done now, and whether the primary is in March or June, you'd be done. They changed that rule in California um, a few years ago, and now the top two have to run, even if they're from the same party. So you, in theory, and this has actually happened, where a candidate gets 60% of the vote and ends up having to run off against somebody that got you know, 40% or less wow. again. And so I'm, I don't think it's very efficient. And if that comes up again in the state legislature, while well, I'm there, you know, I, I'm going to have something to say about it. I think it needs to go back to 50% one plus one. And... There's an industry out there, you know, as you well know, mm-hmm. I'm nothing against people making money on these elections, <laughs> but uh, yep. it's the American way. But we don't need to employ them twice for the same election if somebody's basically already won. Um, <laughs> so in my case, sorry about that opinion. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mine, too. <laughs> but we, you know, one of the good things about it is in, in, the, in the primary, um, if you have a good showing and you go on to the top two, to the runoff, you, you take with you all your endorsements. And you were you were starting to ask me about endorsements earlier. Mm-hmm. 
I have over 160 elected officials that have endorsed me, if you include school board members, city council members, water board members, you know, Congress people and everything. And, and then another 300 people at least uh, who are individuals who have some role in the community that's recognizable. You know, maybe they're not elected officials, but they're public servants or running some kind of agency or something. Then there's there's other big stakeholders, for example, representing a lot of working families. There'll be unions. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. And mm-hmm. the firefighters have a union, um, not just county firefighters, but the city firefighters do, the Cal fire firefighters do, the highway patrol has an association that represents their workforce. The San Jose police officers, of course, have a, have a thing called the POA. So they interview candidates and take positions, but also chambers of commerce do business mm-hmm. uh, organizations have political action committees whether it be the apartment association or the realtors association or uh, the Hispanic chamber or the um, so-called Silicon Valley uh, organization, which is uh, the the large chamber in downtown San Jose, they take positions. So I've done very well in getting those endorsements, Mm -hmm. both from business and labor leaders, for example. We've been able to really kind of cross the aisle when it comes Mm -hmm. to um, you know, groups that have oftentimes opposed each other are still both supporting me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm proud to have Republican uh, former elected officials like Don Gage supporting me, the former supervisor and mayor of Gilroy supporting me for this position. And I've also have progressive Democrats like Cindy Chavez supporting me. So I really base a lot of that on the fact that I, as I said earlier, I came out of a business background myself, and hopefully the reason people endorse you is because they trust you, and in this case, maybe there's times when both sides trust me uh, to try to do the right thing and bring people together. But good news is, all those endorsements that I have for this primary this coming Tuesday, mm-hmm. I get to carry those forward to November. They don't interview all over again, so um, that's, that's one good thing about the process. I love that. I love that, Dave. Now, there's lots of issues, and you and I talked uh, a little bit earlier about some of the major issues, and everybody's like, you know, what's going to happen with homelessness? That's like a huge issue. Um, You have a short kind of way of saying what you would talk about, you know, homelessness, any ideas. And I know the county's come up with some things now that you and and your other supervisors have enacted some things that's going to help with homelessness. And can you take that further to the state? What would you do? going to the state yeah. when, it, when it's about homelessness? Yeah, first of all, let me give people a shortcut, which is um, my website, the campaign website is DaveCortezzi.com. So Dave Cortezzi, one word, and then .com. And then you could, there's pages of everything we've been talking about. You could, you could to some extent, see there. Mm-hmm. Um, but on homelessness, a huge issue, important issue, we know, I know, people are compassionate in this community. They don't want to see tents popping up everywhere. They don't want to see people living in creeks or under overpasses. Um, and it seems to be happening more and more. That population of homelessness has been spiking up despite our best efforts. We've been a little bit on a treadmill the last couple of years where we've housed about 4,000 people who were homeless. 
but we've had a whole bunch more become homeless. And part of it is the cost of living here. Uh, people get displaced and they continue to try to hang out because they think tomorrow's going to be a better day. And the next thing you know, they're, you know, destitute. Um, we have 20% of our community college students who are living in their cars or couch surfing. I mean, they literally do not have a home address um, other than maybe their parent or a relative. So um, we we have a microcosm of our community, including young people, including youth, who show up in that uh, group of people who are homeless. And there's almost 10,000 homeless in Santa Clara County, about 8,000 unsheltered. So three years ago, I co-chaired a campaign called Measure A. That's... Uh, investing in permanent supportive housing. Um, and I won't explain all the details of what that is, but it's important for people to know that there are already 21 projects, apartment projects being built um, coming from that 2016 measure, Measure A. In addition, two weeks ago at the Board of Supervisors, I asked the Board of Supervisors to pledge to build 2,000 short-term emergency housing um residential facilities over the next 12 to 18 months and the board agreed unanimously to do that. So we're moving, we're taking action, but they grew much faster than people anticipated. And now we're trying to turn the tide. Man, what a, what an issue, because um, if somebody's watching that issue, you know, you, you, you see homelessness as really like a, a symptom and so let's back up a little bit and maybe we'll talk a little bit about what you're going to do to help people who are working so they can be, quote unquote, prepared for jobs here in Silicon Valley. Because if they're prepared for jobs in Silicon Valley and they get jobs, they won't become homeless. Is there any ideas and thoughts you have or that you're working on already, Dave, that's going to help people better prepare for jobs here in Silicon Valley? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, on the next board agenda, um, I have a. A recommendation to continue to augment one of our safe parking programs that we have that the county is funding. There's a nonprofit organization that's been using church. It's not a church. It's a nonprofit, but it's been using church parking lots to do safe parking at night for the homeless. But what they do is when they park their car, they come in and get something to eat. They sign up for job training. Wow. And they have been able to move people out of their cars into housing because they've been able to get them jobs. You know, they come in, get something to eat. They have a shower there at the church. You know, they can clean up, get the right, make sure they got the right clothing. Uh, a lot of people are very qualified. They, they Again, they just reached this point of um, being destitute, you know, because mm-hmm. of the lack of a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. So that's working well. We're continuing to invest in that. And it's not a huge investment. Um, when you have partners like churches and nonprofits doing a lot of that job training work, all we really have to do is pay for one coordinator on each site uh, to make sure you know everything is going according to plan. So we're continuing to invest in things like that. Um, we won't stop until we turn the tide on the problem. And and of course, at the state level, you know part of the reason I'm running for state senate is because I can see now that the state is finally starting to pay attention to this issue. The new governor is paying attention to the issue, and I want to get there and demonstrate to him what we've learned here in Santa Clara County about how to best invest state resources in this homelessness issue. Man, that's man, that's so exciting. It's exciting for me, Dave, because when I when I hear you talk about 
public, private, and even philanthropic partnership, I mean, that's really a community. And thank you for bringing those people together. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. It's a labor of love on my part. Well, well, I want to make sure that we get a couple uh, times that we can talk about how to reach you when you were talking about how to help you with your campaign, DaveCortezzi.com, and people spell Cortezzi, C-O-R-T-E-S-E. Yes, and there's a D-A-V-E-C-O-R-T-E-S-E.com. That'll take you to the, to the website. There's a ton of information there. You know, don't you might see some contribution information or whatever. You don't have to contribute to the campaign to be involved. First of all, read up on the candidates, including me. Secondly, if you want to get involved, there's a there's dozens of ways to do that. Um, you, you don't have to do anything. If you're a little bashful, you don't have to go <laughs> knock on doors, but you can still help out. That is so important. Well, we got to wrap it up. We're a little bit out of time now. We got our guest Dave Cortezzi on the phone. And uh, you can hear this show again via podcast at blackchamber.com. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections, where your success comes from your connections. Thank you. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. 